It's Thursday night, and you know what that means. Welcome to Max Wrestling 351, aka the Cap and Mo Show. This is your captain speaking, along with El Jefe Moses Marquez. Oh, Top of the morning. Top of the morning, the Cap and Mo Show. I like that. It, it just sounds fucking badass. It's got a nice ring to it. It really does. It's like uh, Waldorf and Statler. Goes to go yeah. together like Thelma and Louise. There you go, Thelma and Louise. That's more. There you go. That's more or, universal. Like Conquistador 1 and Conquistador 2. Ah, smooth as a biscuit. Uh, si, senor. Si. Uh, or Invader 1 and Invader 2. Whatever tag teams had the same name and were just like what, number 1 and number 2. Oh, yeah, the Assassins. Yeah. The uh, Russian Assassins. What was one Kid Cash was in? The Bulldogs? The Pitbulls. Oh, yeah, the Bulldog. The British Bulldogs or whatever. Yeah, Pitbull 1 and Pitbull 2. Oh, that's hot garbage, but... <laughs> Whatever boats there float, right? Right. <laughs> uh, so, this week, War Games predictions, Raw try to do their own promo battles, and things heat up on Dynamite. But first, there's a lot of history this week. Uh, a lot of histories and a lot of birthdays, so let's get straight into it. It is This Week in Wrestling History. So, uh, I didn't cover Thursday last week because I uh, kind of ran out of time. So, I'm going to start with Thursday this week. November 25th, 1992. Bret Hart defended the WWE Championship against Intercontinental Champion Shawn Michaels at Survivor Series. Which, as you all know, is certainly not the last time they met at Survivor Series. Right. But, uh, very, very little known fact. They faced before at Survivor Series. Um, a very, really? a very much younger Shawn Michaels, obviously. It was like when though, because now I'm intrigued. Ninety-two Survivor Series. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Wow. Brett, really? The... That right over my fucking head. They they did a whole Warrior Hogan thing again, except Brett won. They did do the mirror thing where he thought he was, you know, he had poop coming out of his hair or something. <laughs> um. November 26, 1987, Survivor Series went head-to-head with Starcade, And while Survivor Series featured just four elimination matches for the entire show, Starcade featured Dusty Rhodes defeating Lex Luger for the NWA US Championship and Ric Flair defeating Ron Garvin for the NWA World Title, both in steel cage matches, and they were the, last, they were the two main events. Back-to-back cage Love matches. It. Love that. That that's some old school, like. Oh yeah, if you know something about Ron Garvin, bro, <laughs> like the Ron Garvin run was early in the Ric Flair thing. You got Survivor Series going head to head with that. Mm, Good sorry. luck. They weren't even at war back then because it was still like uh, Jim Crockett. It wasn't WCW. Exactly. So I mean that that was. I mean, you can compare NWA and WWF uh, uh, back then in like the eighties, a little bit eighties, early nineties, a little bit more to like AEW and WWE. Yeah. You like what you like, and you're gonna stick to that side. Yeah, uh, a lot of old schoolers will tell you NWA. 
Mm-hmm. Um, also on November 26th in 2000, this was WCW at Mayhem. Scott Steiner defeated Booker T for the WCW Championship in a straight jacket steel cage match. Nice. I don't even think I want to know. <laughs> I uh, No, probably not, but it sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't even want to know the mathematics about that, especially if Scott Steiner's involved. Um, we're going oh, back... Man. Even more old school now. November 27th, 1949. Lou Fez became the second NWA world champion after original champion Orville Brown sustained career-ending injuries in a car accident. Wow. You, wow. That, that, that's really going What a back. way to take over. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Um, Jeez Louise. Yeah, and I think Lou Fez held it for like a long, 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 long time. Like forever. You're telling me. Um, forever in a day. A little bit more recent, but still old school. November 27th, 1991. With a little assist from Ric Flair, The Undertaker defeated Hulk Hogan for the WCW, uh, WWE Championship uh, one year after his mm-hmm. debut. And I believe he dropped it very soon after at Tuesday in Texas. Nice. Uh, yeah, Tombstone did on a yeah. steel chair, which Rick. Uh, Flair just held there. Just on the mat. <laughs> well, that I believe. That sounds like a Flair thing. Yeah. Um, November 28th, 2016. After feuding forever, Sasha Banks defeated Charlotte Flair in a false count anywhere main event on Raw to win her third Raw Women's Championship. This would also be Sasha's shortest reign as she lost the title back to Charlotte 20 days later at Roadblock. Or as we like to call oh, it, Cockblock. Yeah, that was her 20-day reign. Then she had like 27, another 27, and then she didn't have a long reign until last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, November 29th, 2013. How is this for a SmackDown main event? I, I don't even know how I don't remember it. CM Punk, Cody Rhodes, Goldust, Rey Mysterio, and the Usos versus the Wyatt Family and The Shield. Oh wow! Uh, that's a hell. I usually hate like that many people in a tag match, but that sounds like one hell of a main event, right? Uh, just the talent bar on that one. Um, I I don't even know why the Wyatts and the Shield were on the same team because that was around the time they were feuding, right? Yeah, but that was also during the time. No, uh, I remember they were like the the Wyatts were having like a slow little face run. Oh, it was. Just after that, they feuded. Yeah, Elimination Chamber 2014. There you go. Yeah. But then... I was like, I I was drawing a blank (laughs) at first, but I was like, I swear they had like a face run for a bit. I think that was impromptu as well, because just before that, it was Cody and Goldust versus... um, I think it was Harper and Rowan for the tag titles. Yeah, that sounds right. Um... Last couple of bits of history, on November 30th, 1979, legendary New Japan founder Antonio Inoki defeated Bob Backlund to win the WWE Championship. However, the title change is not recognized by WWE, and Backlund won it back a week later. Fuckers. Yep. Um, I I don't even know why they refuse to acknowledge it, but there you go. Because they suck. Absolutely. Also, on November uh, 30th, 20 years later, in 1997, Shane Douglas defeated Sabu and Terry Funk to win his third ECW World Championship. Damn, that's right. He had a bunch. Yeah, they also had a couple of barbed wire matches. Those three. 
Oh, Lord. <laughs> and final bit of history today in wrestling history, actually. In 2016, Kyle O'Reilly defeated Adam Cole, baby, to win the Ring of Honor World Championship. And my, oh, my, yeah. how NXT dropped the ball with Kyle. Mm-hmm. Kyle, you need to get out and run, baby. Get out of there. I think he's done by the end of the year. That's what people, I mean, that's what I kept hearing is, like, a lot of the guys, their contracts were up, and they signed, like, short-term deals to help put, you know, rub guys or whatever, because, like, NXT is brand new, baby. Yeah. Brand new. Oh, yeah, we'll get into to, uh, War Games in just a little bit, because they've dropped TakeOver now. It's just NXT War Games. No more TakeOvers. And Which don't surprise yeah, me, because they mean, ain't taking over shit anymore. I was going to say, yeah, what the <laughs> you ain't taking over goddamn thing. Uh, all right, a lot of birthdays this week. Uh, November 25th, Josh Matthews turned 41. November 26th, Maven turned 45. Brian Lee, a.k.a. Chains, a.k.a. Fake Undertaker, turned 55. This one shocked me. Ivory turned 60. What? She don't look 60. She, I don't give a, I'll fucking take a 60-year-old. <laughs> i tell you what, boy. She's 60? She is not hey. 60 years old. Give a shit. Wow. I watch out for your hip, though. I, I got you. <laughs> uh, November twenty seventh, Lady Tapper. Some Impact fans will remember Lady Tapper. Uh, turned thirty nine, and the free counts. Evan Courageous turned forty eight. On uh, November twenty eighth, Summer Rae turned thirty eight. Rob Conway turned forty nine. On November twenty ninth, Dana Brooke turned thirty three. Rosemary turned thirty eight. Hayabusa turned thirty. Uh, JBL turned fifty five. Jerry Lawler turned seventy two. That one I can't believe. Um, mm-hmm. On the 30th, Naomi turned 34, Christian Cage turned 48, and the legendary Jushin Thunder Liger turned 57. And uh, yesterday, Trinity TNA alumni turned 50. Nice. A lot of birthdays. So, um, so the only thing I got to add is on this day. On the oh, we got more. Um, is um, Sting debuted on AEW. Oh, yeah, winter December is coming 20, last December year. December the 2nd last year. Shit. And we have to wonder who's going to debut this year. That'd be cool. Somebody, come on. Like, I need Surfer Sting, come on. I didn't even know they were going to do the whole winter is coming thing again until a couple of weeks ago. But it made sense last year because Sting had his whole entrance like snow themed and whatever, so. It was badass. Yeah, he's kind of dropped it now, though. Yeah, that's fine. Which, which fine. I mean, he's more of just like I'm a you know once in a blue moon wrestler now, which is cool with me. Yeah. Um, well, before we get into AEW, let's just talk about Raw for a second because uh, CM CM Punk and MGF made such an impact on Dynamite last week that uh, WWE tried so hard to uh, mm-hmm. to have a promo battle on Raw between Edge and Miz, and no disrespect to those two, love them both. But scripted shots don't quite have the same edge, especially when you kind of half-ass it. Well, when you know that the other fucking company just did one, like, the exact same joke you're fucking cracking, <laughs> why would you be cracking said same joke? And, like... Yeah, that's that's my whole gimmick. Not not even going as far as name-dropping them, just like, hey, this, this, this happened somewhere. They said your name on another television channel. Okay, brother, this isn't 1997, 98. We don't need to be mentioning WCW. Like, stop. You're <laughs> you're trying way too hard for no fucking reason. Yeah, and I can see Vince like you, you know, we, we don't we, we don't mention the other show or that that guy. But like, 
you don't think people are gonna Google like whatever show it was set on or who said it? Oh yeah, they'll they'll do their own fucking research. If you just hinted it like that, they're gonna look it up anyway. You may as well just exactly. say CM Punk mentioned your name on Dynamite. Yeah, you might exactly. You might as well have just fucking dropped names and just been done with that. But you know, you instead you tiptoed around it and it made you look bad. So mm. I mean, that's their own fucking fault. Yeah. And then on top of their own fucking fault with that, like, why in the fuck, the literal fuck, are you putting the Miz against Edge? Like, Edge just came back. He's supposed to be, you know, this this you know guy that's putting on good stuff with people i understand like he can't go with i was thinking like him and like kevin owens would be really good but kevin owens seems to be doing his own thing and then i was like you know what maybe him and like bobby lashley wouldn't be too bad but the fucking miz the guy that like and then i love that they had to make fun of his dancing with the stars thing (laughs) yet every week they pushed for you to go vote for him wow yeah like what the literal fuck dude uh, Miz kind of needs a few though to recover from all the goofy shit he did with Jomo. I guess I enjoyed it though. Like obviously, CM I'm a, Punk. I'm a fan of the dirt of, of the dorky bros. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I never liked it, but like uh, obviously, Punk referred to MJF as basically a poor man's Miz, a less famous Miz. <clears throat> um, I think we kind of need that Miz back, the one that they actually compare to MJF. Yeah, that'd be nice. The Miz that's got a little spice. Oh, yeah, fuck. (laughs) Spice. Well, I mean, you know what? Maybe when Maurice is around, for some reason, his character gets better. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, I'm just... Got to show off in front of the the hot French wife. Hey, you know what I mean? (laughs) Got to do something there. I can't say I blame her, you know what I mean? Right. She's staying right there. I got to look good, please. Please. Can you help a brother out? <laughs> um, having said that, though, I mean, um, Liv Morgan did great. She fired her own, her own personal shot at Becky, um, and no question, she nailed her promo. She's she's growing so quickly. Um, the, again, they didn't actually say the name, but it was a nice dig. Uh, you know, she said to Becky. Um, your big fat greedy contract is the reason my friends aren't around anymore. Love that, which is good because you know, I mean, well, I don't want to say about good, but it's obvious that you're gonna have the company try to point blame on these ta- on the talent that's demanding more money is why they're cutting people, which is, I guess, a weird turn. Yeah. But hey, if it's gonna work, good for you, I guess. Yeah, we're we're making all this profit so we can afford bigger contracts, but we're still gonna cut but, people loose. But that's the problem. That's the reality of the matter is that's why they're down to cut all these people is, is so they can turn around and have giant revenue every year. So they look mad profitable. So people <laughs> want to continue to buy in. And it's like, dude, you guys, do these people not see that you release like 30 talent a year? Well, if not more. A quarter. Jesus, dude. It's like, it's like you have 100 wrestlers to start out the year by like, October, you're down to like 64. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, now you're like, you know, well, where else can we cut some ends? Like, right towards the holidays. Like, you guys suck. And maybe kayfabe, they shouldn't point the finger at Becky for having a big contract when she's there every week and puts the work in. And maybe they should point the finger at fucking 
Goldberg, he gets paid like a million a match for three times a year. Well, I mean, I mean, that's the idea. The, the idea behind what that whole thing was is the big-time stars ask for too much money. Oh, yeah. You know I mean? The part-time is... Regardless of, regardless of they're doing their job or not, but it's like, you know, the fucking... If anybody with a fucking brain just looked, and you'd be like, you're just greedy fucks. Yeah. It kind of deters... You, you know, that whole suspend your disbelief thing? I can't. When I know these motherfuckers are pocketing like $300 million a year, I cannot disdain my disbelief that Becky Lynch is asking for so much money that they have to fire 36 people. Oh, yeah. That, like, that video game cover costs like 100 mil. Yeah, obviously, right? <laughs> Jesus. You know you have an idea how much it costs them to make a video game? Apparently fucking hundreds of millions of dollars, man. Well, it does when they have to keep redoing the roster. Well, that's um, it's poor 2K. Whose fault is that? Yeah, I never thought I'd feel sorry for 2K, but for poor 2K. Hey, we always uh, we almost got the I game finished. Okay, we just released another thirty guys. You got to cut them from the game. Oh, <laughs> back as to a, the drawing as board. A, as a guy, as a guy who's learning to program <laughs> slowly, first that is a yeah. Is, you know how hard it is to put a dude in the game, oh. and you want me to turn around and, and take all that code out, all that so motion scanning to too. That, well, that's a simple, like, delete. I'm talking, like, the programmers that had already written code for, like, the move sets and all the other shit. And it's like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. I, I just mean, like, time-wasted capturing, like, motion caps and, you know, how much it would have cost. I could literally see, like, a room of programmers, like, and they're just typing away. And, you know, it, it, you walk in the door. It says, like, 2K, uh, what is it, like, 2K team or whatever. Guys walking, dude walks in. And he's got a wrestling shirt. And he's like, hey, guys, I'm from the WWE division. They're like, oh, crap, what do you need now? He's like, um, I'm here to let you guys know that they released 20 people. And then you just see, like, a keyboard smash, a fucking monitor, <laughs> and one thing gets chucked this way. They're like, god oh, damn it. <laughs> Not again. And then they just move to the other office and go right back to work. At, at this rate, just release the game with no roster and make free DLC. Can't be that hard. <laughs> I mean, you're willing to fucking get it out there. You're willing to get a bunch of random ass DLC out there for us to fucking pay for. Oh, yeah. Remember, get it out there for free. I don't even know what the season pass is for anymore because you still have to pay for the DLC. Yeah, I don't understand. I was curious about that, too, from the last one. I was like, uh, well, what the fuck am I going to get the pass for? Yeah. Well, you get extra, like, fucking money, and I'm like, Okay, so I can, like, buy people? That's cool. I mean, I could just do that by, you know, ranking up in the game. Oh, well, you get the fucking blah, 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 blah starter pack. Okay, cool. What comes in that? More fucking money. Like, what? <laughs> I don't give a shit. Like, this is stupid. I still literally have to put money into the game to get other dudes. Like, no, you're dumb. This is dumb. It, it reminds me of the arcade owner in Wayne's World. They keep pumping quarters in to get to the next level, but the thing is, you can't get to the next level, so they keep pumping in more quarters. <laughs> oh, God. Let's fucking love Wayne's World. Um, so, we got Liv and Becky next week uh, for the title. 
and I, I, I can't call it. Like, are they finally going to pull the trigger on Liv? Is there going to be interference? Are we finally going to get Ronda Rousey back as the rumors keep popping up? I could give a rat's ass about Ronda, like, dead, for reals. That is so off my fucking radar. I don't give a shit. But I will say, and I've said this about many a WWE products over the last fucking probably like five or six years, is they have an opportunity to really make a star. And the, the reality is, is are they going to pull the trigger? If they're fucking smart, the answer is yes. If they're going to remain the same company that they've been for the last 15, 14 years, fuck no. They are going to drag this out as long as they feel it can needs to go and it's going to drag out three, four, five weeks too long. And not only are you going to, you know, overdo this, but you're going to kill Liv. Yeah. And Liv is over like nobody's business. I'll be honest. I was a little, I mean, it, go, go ahead. Um, I was a little more optimistic this week with the contract signing because like I got serious, like early Trish vibes from her, like the long trench coat, very little else underneath. That's right out of Trish's playbook. I mean, it's appealing. It's a way to get her, you know, noticed by the fans. But the thing is, is guess what? If you fucking really listen to us, God, I hate that. Every time I say listen to us, I see the fucking four of them, the, the four nerds standing in the ring. We, we're going to listen to you this time. <laughs> no, the fuck you're not. You're the authority That's, now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, the fuck we ain't. Was, bullshit. Authority to what? I, that I can go get a hot dog when I want to? fuck out of here but this is she's been over for a while if you would have listened to the fans you would have known that yeah but because you don't now you have the opportunity to do so make a fucking star this is like like an AEW. like when we kept saying like dude if kenny Lou if kenny loses the belt it's not gonna it wouldn't hurt him if Sammy, if Sammy were to turn around and lose the belt real quick to like a jay lethal it wouldn't have mattered because he was already over Guess who's already over? Becky Lynch. Fucking make the title change. If 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 fucking Liv flounders as champion, hey, it is what it is. But you made the move. You made a star. She just couldn't hang. And that would be on nobody but her. And you're booking, but that but they're a different story for a different day. Yeah, but I mean, it, it happened with Ambrose. But look at him now. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, he's in rehab at the minute, but he, he was huge as Mox. It's true. I mean, they they it, in certain situations, they felt, okay, now's the time to do it. And it's worked because they actually listened to us. But they have this stupid notion that nobody's going to get over unless we beat the ever-loving crap out of you. Why? Because it worked with Brian Danielson. And if it worked for him, it's going to work for everybody. No. No, the fuck it's not. If you beat if you beat down Hulk, if you go back to the fucking 80s and you beat down Hulk Hogan like you did Brian Danielson and then all of a sudden turn around, flipped him, put him in the fucking... Would people have given a shit? No, they wouldn't have because you beat the crap out of this dude because you made him look like a fucking geek. <laughs> and then they're going to be like, oh, whatever, he's just a giant geek. And they're going to be over it. Are they going to be excited this, you know, geek up and came? Yeah, probably. But back then, when you bury somebody, they're done. There's, they're a job guy. 
That's it. You know, they can possibly get redemption, but it, it takes a while, a long while. Not start off the year bad and end hot. Just pull the trigger. Give it to live. Like I, like I say with NXT, let's make some... If you really want to make a directional move, you have to actually pull the trigger. I think pulling the trigger too late has always been WWE's problem. Yeah? they, they I mean, like, Daniel Bryan, when he challenged John Cena at SummerSlam, he was hot as hell. Uh, he won the title, and then Orton cashed in. And then they tried to drag it out to WrestleMania, and it didn't work because people... Well, WWE fans are just too impatient. They couldn't wait all that time. What was it, like seven months? And you want to know why they're impatient? Because they were made that way. Yes. They were made to to, to pop off the quick, big moments. You were not, they're not trained to have to actually endure what a storyline is. Hell, they would have fucking blown their brains out if they would have had to deal with Hangman and and fucking Kenny. Oh, Two pl- almost two plus years, two plus years of these fucking guys, and they just came to a head. They would have been nope. I'm over this. Nope. I'm over this. Nope. I'm o-, because they're not trained, and because to them stories mean nothing. No, and by the by the time they faced each other, WWE would have had them against each other in tag matches for three weeks straight. And by the time we got to the title match, it wouldn't have mattered because we've already seen them face each other. Oh yeah. Tag matches, six mans, triple threats, battle royals. I'm going to put you in everything under the sun. You're going to have every goddamn face-off possible. You're going to have a, bu- a fucking bathroom butt run-in kind of shit. You know, they're going to come up with everything underneath the fucking sun to get you guys in the same frame and then hold the match, actual one-on-one match. And it's like, dude, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. But they, but like other companies... I'm not just going to say just AEW because there's a lot of other companies that know how to build stories better than WWE. Yeah. And it's sheerly due off of one word, and that's called patience. It's a virtue. Patience is a virtue. Hey, it is. Damn good <coughs> one, too. I think this is why MJF is kind of so special because he's become like the biggest heel in wrestling with just his mouth because he very rarely wrestles. So when he does, people pay attention. And well, it's usually and to blow off to a that, feud. Well, yeah, it's a blow-off to a feud, so it's, it, it, his matches, one, they always mean something, and two, has he had a bad one yet? Yeah, not really. I, I mean, he's probably had one or two that's been like, hey, that was okay. Yeah. You know? It was, you know, it was obviously a TV match or whatever, but it's when it comes down to these, he is a pay-per-view madman. His pay-per-view matches always hit. You know, yeah, you can you can give a ton of fucking credit to the guy across the ring, but as they say in the fucking in the real world, it takes two to tango. You know what I mean? A guy can carry a guy for so long, but trust me, as trained eyes as most of us are, we'll notice when somebody's being carried. And I have never once seen MJF carried. No, never once. Uh, if anything, he's taking a lot of the weight. Uh, oh yeah, I mean he's. <coughs> He's got a knack for it, and he's a fucking kid. And yeah, that's and that's the great thing. He's a kid who's out here saving his body. By the way, saving his body because he's yeah, he's not working every fucking night. He's not working every other night. He's working when it needs to, when he needs to work. Otherwise, he goes out there and literally butchers people with a fucking microphone. Yeah, 
and it's just he, it's so awesome to watch. He's one of the few people that can carry an entire feud with just a microphone, and then when it finally gets to the end of the feud, that's when you wrestle. And right now, he's he's carrying a feud with a guy that made his living on the microphone. Oh, yeah, they continue to fire shots this week, even bringing the dog into it. Oh, yeah, well, you don't do the dog. You don't bring the dog. Don't, do, don't, do, don't talk about Larry like that. Don't do no. Larry like this. You're going to die. I know dog people. I, I, he got like the first syllable out and Punk was already out of the ring. He's like, oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Punk went John Wick on MJF. You don't, you don't, don't bring a dog into this. I right, don't fuck with the dog. No, did nothing. Ah, <laughs> oh, but where, where the hell is this whole Britt Baker thing come from? MJF is now accusing Punk of having a crush on Britt Baker. I don't know. That was stupid left field. And I was just like, you do know that her, like, man's in the back, right? Yeah. Right? And then, you know that, right? Okay. And Punk's wife's probably in the back, too, with with the dog. Right? I was going <laughs> to say, I was like, she's the one probably telling the dog to chill the hell out. I'm actually surprised right, Punk like, didn't say anything about April. I mean, he had mentioned her once or twice when he first showed up, but I don't think it's going to be a thing. And I, I think the reason it's not going to be a thing is because does she works for, was it Stardom now? Oh, yeah. I just mean, like, last night, like, Punk could have just said, like, well, I don't need Britt Baker. No disrespect to her. Yeah, that's true. He could have he totally, you know, brought her he, in for that for that sake of yeah, it. Yeah, he could have just said something like, no disrespect, but I don't need Britt Baker, baby. That would have been cool. <laughs> that would have been cool. I would have popped for that. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I mean, Punk had complaints last night from some people that he, you know, went from that hot segment last week of MJF to quote wrestling random opponents. Um, Punk had a great. Re- I mean, I kind of get it. You kind of want to capitalize on that momentum, but at the same time, Punk also wants to bring attention to these young guys. And his response was, "Yeah, well, maybe we should tag and see if we can coexist." <laughs> That'd be nice. But no, I mean. <laughs> Are you like? Why must you complain? He is like that's what being in pro wrestling is. You're gonna have to sometimes go against some low end dudes. And Lee looked pretty good last night. People, people, obviously may have just discovered him for the first time. I mean, I'm not gonna be that guy, but I fucking I'll be that guy. Punk gave him a lot. Yeah, and I mean a lot. This and I, this and and Glenn is is listening right now with a giant fucking smile on his face. It felt like a WWE match, but like a good WWE match. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean that where that... it was like you, where you know you obviously are the the old veteran. You're here to make sure that the young kid looks really good, so yeah. you give him everything under the sun. But it wasn't unbelievable. It wasn't one of those things where you were like, geez, dude, like, can you stop feeding the kid? I mean, he was, he was obvious, again, from trained eyes, he was obviously feeding him, but it, it worked. Lee Moriarty has gone in there with a lot of dudes, and he's looked very, very good. He's stupidly underrated for a guy who's only got three wins in this company. He's very good, super talented, crazy athletic. I really like everything he offers. But, I mean, it was... I felt Punk gave just a tad too much. But it is what it is. It worked out in the end. 
Maybe just too much for, like, a throwaway TV match. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, maybe if this was, like, pay-per-view, okay, I get it. Yeah, make me, you know, you're helping a kid become a star because you've legit gave us so much and big-time audience and blah, 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 blah. But, yeah, this is Dynamite. It's, you know, yeah, little less. Um, so we, but, uh, we've got, not next week, the week after is Winter is Coming and MJF announced he's, uh, Gonna be putting that diamond ring on the line again. Wants wants to make it a free peat for the diamond ring. I don't think so. I think Punk's gonna screw him, and that's just gonna build to their feud. Yeah, because like somebody else needs to wear that ring because it's literally just been MJF's ever since it was in invented. So it, it kind of doesn't mean much. It's, no, it doesn't, not really. It doesn't feel like a prize because the same guy has held it for like two of the matches now. Yeah, that's true. I mean, as a as a historian, I like the way I put that. Um, Diamond Dallas Page held the 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 Battle Bowl ring forever, and by forever, I mean like he won it back in like early '96. And then, like, held on to it just about, like, a whole a whole year. So maybe not the two-year run that MJF had, but, like, he held on to it for an entire year, legit built mm-hmm. a whole feud with an entire Guerrero family with it, and then uh, finally lost to Eddie. But, like, fuck, he lost to Eddie in, like, uh, what was it, Halloween Havoc, I think? That's why it made sense that it was DDP who presented the ring in the first time. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. But, uh, yeah, until somebody else wins it, it doesn't feel like it's the dynamite diamond ring. It feels like it's MJF's ring. True that. It definitely gives that feel. So it's yeah, time to get some trying to get somebody else with that. I mean, it doesn't have to be a guy that's a heel. They could be. It could be. Uh, it could be a face. You know, maybe he just wears it around his neck on a chain and takes it off all the time. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I'd like either Jungle Boy or Darby to win it. Yeah, they need some kind of recognition. I'm at the point where I'm like, dude, we just need like a junior's title. Actually, you know what? It would make more sense for Darby Allen to win it, seeing as it's the anniversary of Sting debuting. Ah, perfect. But uh, yeah, a junior title we would be great two, because... Two uh, I mean, they've got the TV title, but... I, I don't know. It, it kind of like they have so many like young rising stars. They kind of need two titles. Like WWE back in the day had the IC and the European. Mm-hmm. And it worked out. It yeah. Was, I wouldn't say they were different divisions. No, they were both pretty I mean, much on the same just, level. Yeah, and it was just stuff worth going for. It's just you know, I would say if anything, make the junior title because a lot of these guys are under. You know, 225. Mm-hmm. You see, you copy New Japan and you make it a junior title. As long as you're under 225 pounds, you can compete as a junior. You know, that way, TN, that way the TNT title doesn't lose prestige. And if, say, a little guy wins it, it's still a big-time belt. But this is for, you know, like the, like the younger kids, you know what I mean? And the more athletic dudes, so like the Dante Martins. The uh, you know Leo Rush, the is it? even Ray Phoenix could compete, and you know, and and win the junior title. He's probably under two twenty five. Yeah, you know, but it it would definitely be made for a Darby for a 
for a, for a jungle boy, for an MJF, heaven forbid. Yeah. Think the young guns. There you go, the young guns. Not Billy Gunn. Oh, yeah, not the old guns. Jeez. That fucking guy. <laughs> I swear, I mean, I, I, I got it, brought it up, but I have to. <laughs> I, I got to crack this joke to you, too, because it's just fucking funny. Yeah. I'm like seeing Austin and uh, whatever the fuck, Colton, walk down to the ring, and I'm just like, dude, I want to ask him one day. Like, I want to go to the bar and just, like, see all three of them hanging out there, and I want to walk up to him and be like, dude, how does it feel to lose pussy to your dad? <laughs> Like you guys walk into the bar and they're and you're like, "What's up, ladies? Who's that? Is that your dad?" And they're gone. You're screwed. Yeah, he's jacked. He's fucking huge, dude. And he's still he's like so he's six five. I thought Sting was shorter. I thought Sting was like six one, six two, six. He's like six three. Yeah, Billy Billy Gunn's always been deceivingly tall. But yeah, and then, but he is just massive. It's crazy. Like I don't know why he—he's in his fifties, right? He wasn't. No. Oh, is he like he's late forties? I want to say he's sixties. Oh shit! And I want to say because I'm pretty sure. Well, no, hold on. Uh, he might be fifty-eight. Okay. He might be fifty-eight, fifty-nine, something like that. Because I believe Sting and Sting is—I want to say he's sixty-two. Because combined in the ring, that was one hundred and twenty years. Yeah, Billy Gunn is fifty-eight. Sting, uh, sixty-two okay. sounds about right. Yeah, he's 62. But um, like 20 years ago in his prime, Billy Gunn wasn't in this good shape. No, he wasn't. <laughs> he was a lot leaner. He was a lot leaner. He wasn't sudden... as ripped. Oh, he's... And I, don't, I don't get how you're jacked and ripped. Like, how in the fuck does that work? Oh, he's shredded out of his mind. <laughs> Where the fuck do I sign up for this? <laughs> and it's crazy because he was a geek of the week last week. He was with a goddamn <laughs> thing around his neck like a fucking total dweebo. Oh, no, I got a repeat offender, though, this week. I tell you what. Okay. Uh, you want to do the Geek of the Week now? Or have we yeah, not mentioned him yet? Go. All right. Let's play the music. Uh, well, I mean, we haven't mentioned him yet. Let's wait till we, I guess, okay. if you want to run down NXT at all. We'll we'll do that in the second half. Let's, uh, okay. we'll do the Geek of the Week, and that'll lead us into talking about whoever it is. So let's hit the music. Select geek, gritty freak, scum sucking beard with a lousy physique. He's a one man, no cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil neck geek. Alright, so I say repeat offender because. Wow. Okay, so I'm watching these NXT highlights, and uh, first off, Cameron Grimes, you know, he's going through his change or whatever and he and uh the poker dude are gonna go on a and they're gonna have a hair versus hair match but it's not the poker nerd so no it's um fucking andre goddamn chase so he's in the fucking like medical room as as cameron grimes is walking through and you know he tells him that you know he's you know you'd get schooled in the the what is the fucking andre schooling or whatever the fucking he pretty much tells him to go to hell. No, that's exactly what he tells me. He tells him to go to hell. And he's just like, you don't listen to that, students. And I'm like, why in the fuck are a bunch of grown men, like a bunch of grown folks following you for no goddamn reason? But whatever. And then literally it goes to commercial. We come back from goddamn commercial and he's bitching that he tried that game. Goddamn Cameron Grimes tried to embarrass me in front of my students. He tried to belittle me. And I said, he told you to fucking go to hell. <laughs> In what way 
Is that embarrassing you? In what way is he trying to belittle you? You, sir, are a fucking geek asaurus. I tell you what, pal. And then you go in there and you fucking wrestle. Like, you can't wrestle. Like, oh, these arm drags look like shit. I've never seen anybody whip somebody so horribly in my entire life. He's so bad he couldn't even take the stop the correct way. It just... It, Andre Chase, you're the ultimate geek of the week. You are clearly trying to be Nick Patrick in 2021. <laughs> the whole go to hell thing, the whole the only thing I could think of was Mr. Garrison. <laughs> hey, you go to hell. You go to hell and you, you die. Hell and you die. <laughs> well, no, because he just like looks at him and you know he tells him whatever you know. Because, uh, you know, he's all, you're going to end up losing your hair or whatever. And so Cameron John just looks up and go to hell and just walks away. And I'm like, he's a fucking shocked and appalled. You know, he, he swear to God, he called him a fucking honky or something. You know what I mean? Look, he's all, look at here, cracker. No, he didn't say nothing. He told you to go to hell. And you fucking, his jaw was to the floor, pal. Ultimate geek. <clears throat> oh. Uh, so as for um, Brian Danielson, he mm-hmm. killing the heel run, um, not not just killing the heel run. Though, like I didn't need telling, but somebody else pointed out he hasn't missed a single beat since his first second in AEW. Nope. The guy, the guy's been on fire for like two months now. As he should. This he is. Again, I kind of hate that I admit this on the goddamn radio show, but here we go. From a guy that watches or has watched quite a bit of the Total Divas, Total Bellas nonsense, you get actually a lot of inside scoop of how Brian is feeling. And he was he would talk about going to Mexico. Bree, I'm trying to go to Mexico. I want to do a hair versus I want to do a mask versus beard match. Oh, you really want to shave your beard? Okay, fuck it. I'll shave my hair. You know, he would joke about this stuff. He would tell Tyson Kidd, oh, I can't wait to, you know, maybe go to Japan and, you know, test test guys like Shibata. Oh. He is dying. He was dying to get out. And now that he's, he's fucking in sixth gear and plans to never slow down, and the greatest thing is, is I've seen zero wear and tear on this guy. No. He's protecting the crap out of his neck. He's pretty much being protected overall. He's allowed to go in there and kick the shit out of everybody because, well, he's, he's doing it the nice way. I guess the, I wouldn't say the nice way, but the <laughs> right way, you know, kicking him in places that you can, you know, not die from you know, a bunch of kicks to the chest and shit. But it's. Everything he's doing is safe, and they're allowing him to just go be him. So he's going to just ball to the wallet. Now, come the 15th, I think he's going to be, you know, doing what he came here to do, which is help put guys over. I don't want him to drag it out. It doesn't need to be dragged out. It's one of those things where it's like, crap, be dry lost. Okay, what next? And he's on to the next guy. Him losing is, should not be a dwelling moment if that happens. But, I mean, he's... You're right, he hasn't slowed down. No, and he's been I don't, I don't, gaining heat, beating up Dark Order members in their hometowns, and he's going to get nuclear heat next week for kicking the shit out of Johnny, Johnny Hungy. 
of like of all the guys, <laughs> I was like, I was like, who's gonna be the last one? Is it gonna be like who's it gonna be? And it, it has to be like the most overdue in the Dark Order, and then Johnny Hungy over here in his hometown. They're going to Long Island, I believe. Yeah, yeah. the nicest so guy in like, Long Island. <laughs> so they say, and it's just gonna be. I feel like they're gonna actually have like a really good match. I feel like Brian's gonna be like, "Hey, dude, let's uh, let's see, let's talk this over. Like, let's go do some stuff, you know? Maybe even Hangman be ringside or something." Yeah, well, on commentary like he was last night. I think that's gonna be a thing for a little bit since you know Jr's out. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, they're they had, his cannabis. They had ta- <laughs> they had Hangman, they had Taz, they had Adam Cole. Adam Cole lasted all a hot four seconds. <laughs> he just wanted to do his entrance. He showed up. He, <laughs> he really did, though. That's exactly what I was like, oh, I'm going to get something to drink. And I get up and I'm like, oh, hey, it's Adam Cole. And he comes out for his entrance. I'm like, well, he's not in wrestling gear, so I wonder what's going on. And I come and I sit back down. I was like, he did his whole entrance to do commentary. <laughs> then out comes Orms Cassidy and he's gone. And I'm like, well, what the? I guess you might as well just get it out there. But Punk did it on, like, his first or second Dynamite after his debut. He just did his entrance, did the whole lap around the ring, and then came back to the commentary table. I love it. <laughs> I fucking love Like, everybody randomly needs to do that right before we go to commercial now. Like, just, like, all the big popular stars. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, you hear, like, Jungle Boy's music hits. He just goes around high-fiving people and goes to the back. <laughs> like, what the hell? This is how we're cutting a commercial. All right, I'm cool with that. But, uh, yeah, and that's Hangman, like, there's no question he's over as fuck, I mean, mm. the pop just for commentary. That's good. Yeah, the, he, the belt looks good on him. Yeah. He's, he's so over, he's beloved, I mean, it's, it's so good to, it's, it's good to like the old school feel of wrestling where the baby face can be just so goddamn over. It's like being a superhero. Yeah. And even though you know everybody I mean? in that crowd loves Brian Danielson, they're booing the shits out of him because he's doing such a good job as a heel. And that's the thing. They're they're as, as the kids say, they understood the assignment. Yeah. They're playing along. They get it. Exactly. They get it. And fuck, this is why this company is kicking so much ass. Is because not only does the people behind the scenes get it, the fans get it. And because we all get it, all we're doing is having a good time every fucking Wednesday, every fucking Friday, and every goddamn pay-per-view. To the point to the point where we're comparing every pay-per-view in a year to, is that one better than the last one? Because the last <laughs> one was probably the best one I've ever seen. And then every fucking time. Yeah. It's like, dude, do you guys have a stop switch? No. Obviously. Because they just keep firing. It I'd love to see the paper the difference in the uh the pay per view meetings between WWE and AEW. So what are we doing for this pay per view? Oh, probably the same thing we did last month, I don't know. Well, we're gonna try to blow off a couple of feuds, but I think we could drag it out for another six weeks and go to the other pay per view. Alright, cool, I like the ideas. Bam. They're going to fucking Tony Khan's meeting. Okay, who? I need, like, good-ass matches. <laughs> we'll build a fucking feud in, like, three weeks. Give me some shit. Spitfire. 
and he's just like walking through the liver, like walking through the locker room. Hey guys, I need three fantasy matches. You against somebody, go. <laughs> Writes them all down. Goes into his fucking office. Cracks three white claws. Fucking chops a whopper in half. Goes to town. Writing a list for Tony Khan is like writing a list to Santa. This is who I want to face. Oh, it is though. It really is. And he'll be like, so do I need to call? Who do I need to call? You know what I mean? <laughs> Like it, it, he, I love his like notepad. Be like, if international, give me number of who to call. <laughs> yeah. You do they want theme music? Do I gotta pay for the rights to music? What, what music oh, do yeah. they want? Do I need music rights? <laughs> he's got like fucking. You know what? Just you just. I don't need it. Europe won how much? Sorry, Brian. <laughs> Wait, sorry about. <laughs> they did like one song. They ain't worth that much. <laughs> no. <laughs> But like, God damn it, Brian, of all the songs. You picked the one that the one band is only famous for, and that's the one they want the most money for. He's like, you couldn't have picked Kiss? <laughs> you know? Uh, Black Sabbath? No? God damn it. ACDC? Nah, they working with Fox. Nope, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, they're with Fox. Um, also, uh, we, we're now a step closer to what we predict is going to be Jade versus Ruby for the TBS title. Uh, Ruby picked up a win over Chris. Great match. Uh, a lot of respect yeah. between the two of them. You know what, dude? Fucking hell. Really good stuff. Uh, Ruby Riot's awesome. She I genuinely mean, looked surprised that she won. I love it. Which is great. Yeah. It's great. It's like... I love this. It's like when they can help you. And I say, I know I say this three letter term all the fucking time. They help you when you're actually trying to disdain your, or, uh, you know, to sustain your disbelief. They help when their, their reactions, they're shocked that they're actually surprised. You know, the relief on their face when that hard, you know, they finally caught him in their finisher and it's like, oh, thank God, it's over. <laughs> you know, like when Punk, when he got Homeboy on his shoulders, it's it's stuff like that that makes this easier to enjoy. It makes us easier to get in, um, entrapped into it. You know, not the fucking obvious, oh, we know what's coming. You know what I did notice on Dynamite this week? There was a lot of chair shots to the head. Obviously, they all did it like the safe way, but it was kind of obvious okay. they were doing it the safe way. But there was a lot of them. Like Jericho took one, Cody took one. Yeah, everybody got their hands up, but it was still like I was thinking the same thing. Nobody in the TSK brought that up, but I was thinking that too. I was like, dude, what's going on around here? I'm getting a little hardcore, you know what I mean, over here in Atlanta. And then, of course, oh. talking hardcore, <laughs> talking the goddamn first off. Brandy Rhodes, welcome back. Second off, do you not understand how flammable lighter fluid is? You do not need to dump like an entire and a half on a fucking table. Fucking... That thing was, that thing was so on fire. Like I know, like uh, yeah. this, like people are gonna laugh at me when I say like, yeah, it's so on fire. But no, I mean like, homie, you wanted to, you wanted like, you know, decently cooked steak real quick. Fucking just. Put it on a skewer, put it in the fire, and 40 seconds later, it's done, baby. That's how uh, fucking hot that fucking fire was. And then goddamn Cody lays in the bitch. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I'm not on fire. <laughs> and then he carries his fucking <laughs> flaming embered body over to goddamn a fucking Andrade, who then gets on fire as well. And he's squirming around because I'm fucking burning up, just laying out for the pin, but I got fucking burning skin. Oh, my God. 
two two and then now I hear of people, fluid. Now I hear people are comparing it to uh, when Edge, like to oh. the Edge and Mick Foley fire one, and I'm like, go fuck yourself. Because the casual fans are only familiar with that flaming table spot. I'm about to say, yeah, I want to see goddamn fucking flaming table spots I've seen in my years. <laughs> like, like seven. Okay, not that many, <laughs> but still. <laughs> the point of the matter is, is like this was. Was it like a pop-worthy moment? Sure. I mean, it was crazy. But fucking hell, did you really like? You got all kinds of burnage on your back. Yeah. It was. It was one of those. It was one of those ones where I think if somebody who knew what the fuck they were doing, and again, no, I'm not trying to be mean to Brandy, but if you know what the fuck you're doing, maybe it wouldn't have been so bad because the idea is pretty much that. You put enough lighter fluid on there that it, it looks big. It looks like a big crazy fire. And then when you hit the table, your force in the wind that you brought with you pretty much gets rid of it. Yeah. And, you know, you might do a quick little roll around and then that's it. No, <laughs> this thing was like I was afraid it was going to set the goddamn <laughs> ring on fire and people were going to oh, come out with man. fire extinguishers as they're counting from the three. It's a flaming table, not a fucking inferno match. It was... Uh, but hey, I mean, I wonder if Cody was like looking back, thinking, "Oh mm. shit, that's a little high," but uh, we're too late now. I think maybe the table oh, was sh- a little bit too close too. I mean, I've seen people that saying too. like Cody took most of the bump, but there is, you know, you can see Andrade hitting the fire too. It, it still could have been a little bit further back. Yeah, you could have pushed it back a good four or five inches, and it probably would have been a lot easier on both of the guys. Yeah, because Cody hit it flat would've... in the middle. Yeah, but then his fucking pants caught fire. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, well, you know, you probably would have been all right if, yeah, if the table was back about four inches. And again, like half a can less. I mean, if it, if his back wasn't peeling before, it sure as hell was then. Like, yeah, what was up with his back? Oh, that's a mad sunburn. Cody came to Dynamite looking like Goldmember. Okay, cool. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I kept waiting for him to be like, bring in your skin box. That's a keeper. Yes, shawty. <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, so I said that exact thing in the TSK. I was like, "Is this motherfucker just sunburnt like a son of a bitch?" And I think it was Rob that was like, "That's what happens when you don't flip in time on the tanning bed." And I'm like, "Apparent fucking league, man!" Because god damn, but this like, shit was. Andrade fun. kept his shirt on for the whole match. Maybe Cody should have kept his shirt on. Yeah, right. Because, <laughs> or at least cut the sleeves off of one, bud. Because Jesus, especially since he took the brunt of the the fire. That too. But uh, it was a nice spot, and it was nice to see the crowd pop for, holy shit, a flaming table. We haven't seen that in years. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, though. Yeah. Uh, great main event, too. Like, they, mm-hmm. they beat the shit out of each other. It's a good, pretty good show. Dynamite does not seem to disappoint often. No. And uh, we got a crazy New York crowd next week. Oh, God. It's going to be awesome. You got, We got a flaming table in Atlanta. What the fuck are we going to get in New York? Shit, the fucking possibilities are endless. <laughs> Bring out the barbed wire. Oh, God. I'm down, but... Kind of not. No, fuck it, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm with you. Like, I'm kind of not, but at the same time, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> fuck it. Nah. Winter's coming. We might as well. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm really scared for, for, for Hungi now. 
poor guy. <laughs> I don't think they're going to – I mean, I don't think they're going to – he's probably just going to get his ass kicked, but I feel like he's going to be the one guy that's going to get a lot more offense in. Like, Alan Angel's got a little bit in. He, You know, he hit his, you know, uh, his dive to the outside. He had a nice little comeback. But I think Johnny's really going to get – I think there's going to be a little bit more of a 50-50 match, but then B-Dry's going to turn it on, and, and then he's going to, you know, outkick him or whatever. Yeah. Stretch him. And uh, kick his fucking head in. All that. Um, did I miss him? Is What else was announced for next week? To, uh, I don't know. Let's double check. Um, yeah. Okay, so we got D, uh, B Dry and Silver. We got Jamie Ater and Riho. Okay, that's um, what it is. We got the Battle Royal. Uh, and then the last two men standing will, of course, fight for the Diamond Ring at Winter is Coming. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing as well. We're seeing a little bit of tension between Jamie and Britt. Which I think is a little too yeah, soon. Little I would have seen a little bit more of them, like the three women sticking together for a little longer. Britt? Yeah, I was going to say the same thing, but I mean, it's... I mean, you saw it. They had like a what is a little split for a day, and then now she's back. Yeah. And Britt just got to dig in. Oh, yeah, you wrestled last week. Yeah, which you lost. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, don't don't split them up yet. I like Britt having an entourage, and it kind of takes some yeah, of the heat nice. off a <laughs> off Rebel. She's been getting heat for a long time from Britt. No more abusing Rebel. Yeah, uh, protect Rebel. Try to at least. Well, yeah, try to and get her name right too because it's Rebel, not Reva. Yeah, all that. Hey Mo, how's it going? How's it going? Uh, really excited for our uh, promo bout. My promo skills versus your promo skills. Very, very excited. I've got this proposition. Um, give me a call back. We'll discuss it and uh, we'll go from there. Chad Malcolm, Moses Marquez for the Max Wrestling World Championship. Coming soon exclusively to youtube.com slash Max Wrestling. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the Maxis are coming. Go to maxwrestling.net slash maxis right now to vote for our fifth annual awards. You can decide the best and worst of 2021. But we also have championship matches. You can also vote for the Phoenix will defend the Knowledge Championship and you can decide if his opponent will be Chad Malcolm, Daniel Crimmins, or Ryan Sutcliffe. Yeah. Um, I know Phoenix has defended the, uh, he's faced Chad for the world title. And 
I believe he's defended the world title against Crimmins. I don't think he's faced any of these three with a knowledge title on the line. Uh-oh. But, uh... Uh, hey, DC's a sleeper in the knowledge game, bud. Oh, yeah, he came very, very close uh, with a world title. Mm. Um, also, Moses gets to defend his brand new television championship for the first time. Uh, again, you people get to decide who the first challenger will be. The options are the three people that was originally up for the TV title, along with Moses, which are Chad, the Phoenix, and Travis the Walker Anderson. They're more focused. One way or another, we, uh, we're getting a rematch. Well, not if it's Phoenix, because he didn't fucking show up to the ring games, but still. <laughs> not that guy. I was asleep. Yeah, we know. Yeah. Um, and, of course, the World Championship. The champion is currently Chad. And already, we know his challenger will be Mike Larkin. But what kind of trivia will it be? This is what you get to decide. It's either quick-fire questions, three stages of knowledge, or full trivia mayhem. Now the new Japan. Uh, if if you don't know what each match type means, just click the match type tab on the website, um, and you can vote for everything right now at maxwrestling.net/maxis. Get the vote. Um, yeah, so Chad is currently the world champion, um, and it's his fault we haven't seen his defense that we've been waiting for for a couple of weeks because he's a goddamn lawyer and he didn't get the papers ready in time. So I was just going to say, I was like, for a goddamn lawyer, this guy over here with meeting at the deadlines and the this and the that, and I'm over here. So I hit him up. I said, where do we get to get the release? And he tried to threaten me with a subpoena. And I said, I beg your pardon? And so he tried to send Trav through my back door to give me a subpoena. I had to run out of my house. Wow. He came He came all hardcore country talking about it. I got a piece of paper for I ran. When you see a white guy climb through your back window, you just <laughs> got to get gone. Especially a lawyer. Hey, when you when you again when your lawyer when your supposed lawyer friend I'm quote unquote the friend part because he's just real lawyered as of late starts to send random rednecks through your window. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> all bets are off. I know what I know what he's doing though. Chad uh, delaying this paperwork so that he can surpass like me. For the world title reign, I'm on 119. He's currently on 104. Phoenix. You know, I didn't even think of that. He, yeah, if he if he is still champion by the time we get to the max, he's, he's gonna tie with Phoenix for 128 days. Oh, see, I knew there was a plan to the madness. Yeah, I knew there was a plan to the madness. I mean, he just wants to delay it like another week or so, so he can surpass me. It's not that surprising. No. Now that now that you put it now that you put it like this. But see, then that's the question, though. Does he really? Does, is he this confident in beating Mike? Can you be that confident against Mike? I mean, the guy was champion for six hundred twenty-eight days, man. That's yeah. That's unbeatable. This guy. That's what they say. That's what they say. Phoenix is doing good though. His uh, combined days just passed four hundred yesterday. That's between all Phoenix four rings. Madman. Phoenix is a different breed of cat. He was one of them guys that he was quietly and never doing nothing, and then he starts doing everything. And yeah, took him. Man, what an impact! Took him three years to win the knowledge title. Well, now he's the only person that's won it four times. I was just kidding. <laughs> like, There's a reason why it took him forever because he all he did was study his ass off, and now look at him. 
So, uh, again, reminder, go to maxrossin.net slash maxis, get your votes in, help us decide what the matches are going to be, and also help us decide who we're going to award uh, for the best and most of 2021, including the McMahon Award for Wanker of the Year. Love it. <laughs> but uh, we also have NXT War Games to predict this week. It is no longer TakeOver. Ain't nothing getting taken over by NXT 2.0, so it's just NXT War Games now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have five matches. Let's kick it off with the uh, the feud you've already mentioned, which is Cameron Grimes versus Duke Hudson in a hair versus hair match. Mm-hmm. Um, as a guy who's watching a little bit of highlights, as much as and, and I've already said this, I hate the idea of Cameron Grimes losing his he, his beard already looks weird with his long hair, and I just I don't like the idea of a whole new look to him. But this is supposed to be a brand new NXT. So I I'm unfortunately gonna go with Duke Hudson. Yeah, I, I I just can't see a bold Cameron Grimes. I can't either, but Oh god, this sucks. surely they can't cut all that luxurious hair off. Like it wouldn't make I mean much, it's great. It wouldn't make much difference to Duke Hudson. He's got a little crew cut going on. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's that's what I'm hoping for is just whatever, just shave his little crew cut call today. But something tells me that this, uh, whatever, the war games, I guess I was going to call it a pay-per-view, this fucking special of theirs is going to probably be that, that you know, it is that flipping of the switch. It is, it is a pay-per-view. It's on Sunday. Oh, well, there you go. Um, all right, so that's one for uh, Grimes, one for Duke. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cruiserweight Championship is on the line. Roderick Strong defending against that creepy little bastard, Joe Gacy. Fuck no. Are you kidding me? I mean, god damn it, there's the weirdo dork guy. and Is he even a Cruiserweight? But there's also the Diamond Mine. So... Yeah, Gacy's um, got Harlan now. Yeah, I know, but it's... Yeah. Wait a minute, he's 245 pounds. How's he competing for the Cruiserweight title? Who's that? Gacy. Oh, fucking skinny fucking Kevin Owens? Goddamn fat bastard. He's you way over never... 205. <laughs> he's 40 pounds <laughs> over. He's 40 <laughs> over this fucking guy. What the fuck? Um... Yeah, he better fucking lose it. I, I'm, I was going to go with Strong in the Diamond Mine anyway. Something tells me that, I mean, even though that he has Harlan or whatever the fuck, that this uh, there's just too many numbers. I'd, li- I'd like to think that. But uh, I, I also want Strong <laughs> to get the fuck out of there along with Kyle. Oh, yeah, you uh, and me both, dude. And, you know, I think Harlan can... Just completely even the odds with Diamond Mine. Dude, that fucking Solomon Grundy looking motherfucker. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Gacy. Even though he's not officially a cruiserweight. I like it though. I mean, yeah, that's the thing that kills me. He's not even a real cruiserweight, the fat ass. <laughs> like, I ain't trying to be talking shit because I ain't small, but at least I'm closer to 205 than you, motherfucker. <laughs> At least I'm not wrestling in a division I'm not qualified for. Exactly. Shit. 
what else we got? We got the tag team championships. We got Imperium. What the fuck? Versus Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner. I didn't even know they were a team. Shows how much attention I paid to 2.0. Oh my god, this fucking weird ass team. Fucking goddamn cool Kyle and Giant Edge. Um, fuck. The, he's oh my. He's so awkward. He's such an awkward wrestler. This yeah. Van Wagner fucker. But Vince is so um, high on him. I don't get why because he's big. He, I mean, he. The term that I know a lot of people like to use is like when you when you have like real shaky legs. It's like you know you're you walk like a newborn horse. This guy walks like a fucking newborn elephant because he's so goddamn massive, and he everything about him is just weird. His fucking tights weird. They remind me of the bicycle shorts that fucking uh, Triple H won that one world, uh, WrestleMania. Yes, yeah. Against, I think, Goldberg. Yeah, 2003, he went for the shorts for some reason. Yeah, it was. I think he said because he had a thigh injury or whatever. Yeah. But it was, yeah, he's just, it's, the guy is just weird, man. I don't like him. That's the thing. I don't think anybody is really in favor of him apart from Vince. Yeah, and well we already know Vince is gonna love what he wants to love no matter how the fuck we feel about it. Yep. Um but as far as this match goes, uh I'm fairly certain Kyle's contract expires by the end of the year, so I don't see any reason to put the tag titles on him and Giant Edge. So Imperium retain. A hundred percent. Plus, I mean Imperium when he just got the titles back, right? Yes. So, yeah. No title change. Nah. All right, that brings us to the two War Games matches. War Games. It's just not the same without Regal. It's uh, really not. All right. Oh, I like that. I like this. We have a team black and gold. So, like, old school mm-hmm. NXT versus team 2.0. I like it. Uh, yes. So we got Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, Pete Dunne, and L.A. Knight versus Ron Baker, Carmelo Hayes, uh, Grayson Waller, Tony D'Angelo. Fuck that nerd. Uh, and with Trick Williamson, I don't know what the hell he's doing in the corner. It's a fucking War Games match, but okay. That's that's uh, Carmelo Hayes' like, butt buddy or whatever. Yeah, get him the fuck out of there. He can't get in the cage. Yeah, no, he needs to fuck right off. <laughs> um... I was just fucking curious because they're all like L.A. Knight, and I'm like, "There's L.A. Knight has not been around that long to be considered, you no. know, the old school brand." But I guess fucking so. He was he was there before the paint job. It just uh, before the paint job. Too. But on paper, this should be an easy win for Black and Gold because the rest are all like rookies. Problem is, though, bro. I mean, well, you know what? You're probably right. You're probably right. You know, it's um, I feel like the the old vets, you know, because they've been here, they've done this, they've done war games matches before. They could pull out the dub. It wouldn't hurt the young kids. It would definitely, you know, fuel the fire to them continuing t- a takeover, if you will. Because I do know that you know uh, we're gonna eventually get Braun and uh, and Champa. Yeah. And then Braun finally wins it, but. This is my problem with this match. I can just see them putting 2.0 over just because they want to push 2.0. That would make no sense. I mean, it makes no sense. On I don't paper. want to say it wouldn't. 
Thank you. On paper, it makes no sense. I mean, I get I get it on screen, if, if, but still, the reality is is it shouldn't be done. It should be a super simple. Just let the fucking old school guys win. Allow the heat to build, and then when it's like you know what I mean, like even LeBron be the guy that gets pinned, even you know, have him beat himself up for being the guy that got pinned, and then he can't you know he can't get pinned again, so he's got to beat you know Champa, and then bam, there's your new champ. Yeah, get have have uh, Grayson Waller take the pin. Yeah, that too. Ah, uh, man, this this is really a case of heart versus brain. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got a black and gold heart. But nah, I don't even want to tempt fate. I'm going black and gold. Fuck it. Yeah, old school. No way. No way. The new school wins this one. I mean, it, it, I was. I would always love to follow that statement up with, "Well, it, it it doesn't work if you have if you don't have a brain." Guess what? WWE rarely has a brain. So. Yeah, even, N- still, even NXT's it, getting defected now. It's true, but still, it's like, dude, if I could just let the old cats win. Half of them, more than half of the dudes have been in War Games matches. Yeah, so the first one without uh, UE. Mm-hmm. All right, the women's uh, isn't a case of old school versus no school. It's just faces versus seals, which is just what we like. Uh... Women's War Games match Raquel Gonzalez, Io Shirai, Cora Jade, and Kaylee Ray. Well, I mean, okay, there is a bit of a mix up there, but. Um, versus Dakota Kai and Toxic Attraction. Mm hmm. So I will admit that Dakota Kai and uh, Kylie Ray's like, ladder match and to open the show was actually really damn good. Mm hmm. Fun watch. I, 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 I'm a, I underestimate Kylie Ray quite a bit often. That's my own goddamn fault. But, um,. With this one, it's like I'm leaning towards the heels, man. You gotta keep oh, yeah. building that momentum. You gotta can just fuel the fire that is toxic attraction. They're and keep it. on with the leather outfits, boy. I tell you what. <laughs> yeah, they they absolutely killing it. You you can't kill that momentum. Plus, it'll be a win for Dakota Kai too, which I'm always happy for because she's very yeah, she's she very short on him. I'm, I hate that, that she's really, I don't want to say like over, but she's very, very, very good. And they just flounder her every chance they get. Yeah. It's always Stupid. pissed me off. As it should, dude, because it's dumb. So that will then probably set up uh, one final match between Raquel and Dakota Kai. Uh, also, probably going to set up Kaylee Ray as Mandy's next challenger. Mm, um, not too bad. And hell, let's let's go all the way. Let's just do Io Shirai and Cora as a tag team against Gigi and JC. Okay, I like that one. Hey, okay. hey, hey, HBK, you got my number? Like, like, bro, <laughs> bro, let's make some fucking deals around here, Playboy. I mean, come on, let's make some deals. We, we got make ideas, some man. Bad uh, ideas. Yeah, I, again, I've been singing Cora Jade's praises for a long time, so I'm glad to see her getting the getting the rub. Oh yeah, big time. She's she's impressive. 
You know what? I'm, I'm probably more interested in that women's war games match than anything else on the card. I was just gonna say the same thing, dude. I kid you not that that when I watched the highlights and I saw how good that ladder match was to open the show, I said, "Fuck this! I'm watching the whole thing." And now I'm like, this is what I'm more intrigued about. Like, don't get me like, I know I like the idea of the men's war game match because it's it's probably gonna be a banger. Braun Baker's been doing really well. I don't know about the other fucking nerds. <laughs> But, I mean, it's it shouldn't be terrible. But other than that, it was like, dude, it's women's match or, and, and everything else is like, whatever. I mean, even Cameron Grimes' match, I'm like, whatever about. Yeah. With, with that little geek. But uh, Yeah, that fucking poker dork. Honestly, the women always deliver in war games. I think they always tend to have the better match. They got a there's, feel, man. They they got that feel. There's like a couple of bigger spots in the men's matches usually, but the women usually deliver for the whole match. Hey, that's fine with me, man. Absolutely. NXT women always kill it. That they, they do. Uh, it's easily the best thing about 2.0 is the women's division because it hasn't really changed all that much. They've just brought in some new faces and just kept everybody else where... I was... You know, I was going to say the same thing. I mean, not to be that guy, and, and people will probably kill me for this. I once and when I watched uh, Kylie Ray, I felt like I was kind of watching um, uh, fucking goddamn uh, Johnny Johnny goddamn goddamn Johnny Gargano's wife. Oh, uh, Candice. Candice, yeah, I felt like I was watching her, which you know, it was just kind of like nostalgic in a way. But she's like a little rougher. Oh yeah, yeah, she like uh, from the mean streets of Glasgow. I like it. I have not, I've, I have heard a lot of Kaylee Ray. I don't really recall seeing too much. And right. she so far has impressed me. She she didn't have this mean streak when she was doing the whole Impact thing and we met them on the UK tour. But, uh, she, oh man, she, since she came to NXT UK, she, she's been... Well, actually, from her later ICW run, she's just been vicious. Love it. Keep it up. Uh, is she the, actually the only heel on that team? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, because she's definitely a heel. There's no question about that. I was that. gonna say there's no way she's a face. <laughs> uh, I mean, hell, maybe we even get a a little betrayal from her. That's true. I mean, yeah, I never thought of that about that part. But uh, as far as betrayals going, more games, I don't think anything will touch to, uh, Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox. No, that, that was that was top such notch. Such a good twist, and it was predictable, mm. but it was such a good twist. True, but I mean, again, it was when it's good. Who cares if it's predictable? Yeah, that that was always the case with early NXT. Like, yeah, well, okay, we know this guy's finally going to win the title, but uh, it's cool, it's awesome. Yeah, because they they allowed themselves to go out there and do something great, and then get to that conclusion. Yeah, and they build it as if they deserve it, which they do. Yeah. Love it. So uh, that's War Games. Only only five matches, but uh, can simple. You can you can only you only have time for five matches when you got two War Games matches, right? <laughs> I mean, it'll probably still be about a two and a half, almost three hour show. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's the time interval on War Games? Like two and a half minutes. Yeah. Every two and a half minutes, somebody else enters. So you got two and a half mm -hmm. times three. Uh, don't yeah. Why did I do the math? It's gonna be at least twenty something minutes before they even get everybody in the ring. So, 
Yeah, we're looking yeah, at about, two long yeah, matches. Yeah, they'll probably drag it out a little bit, about 15 to 20. Yeah. So, ah, oh shit, I missed a lot of match. Who got the advantage? Was it team? Was it the? It was a uh, Tegan Knox one, or not Tegan? Wow, Tegan Knox, Kylie Ray. <laughs> All right, so uh, the the faces team then, plus Kylie Ray got the advantage. And then Braun Breaker won for the for the young cats. Oh, of course they did. They need all help they can get. Yeah, I got to rewatch that match with him and Johnny. It looked a lot of fun. Yeah, I, you know, I'm kind of kicking myself. I haven't really seen any of this build up with like old school Gargano. I mean, it's it's been very subtle. He has not been all over the screen. Uh, it's been a lot more champer than anybody else. But um, I like it. I mean, it's like these guys know they're going out, so they're like, let's put some, let's put some show on real fast, and then. Out we go, because, I mean, I can don't I can totally see Johnny and and Candice staying, um, you know, just re-signing unless they get released, um, but I can totally see them staying. Um, I really think Kyle needs to go. I think um, who else needs to go? I think uh, I think Roddy needs to go. Yeah. Uh, really, I think that was pretty much it for them as far as like the vets. Oh, and then Champa, and then Champa. If it's if it's his time, uh, my problem is I don't know where Champa's going to be able to really go. I think he's and happy I say to be that, a producer after NXT. That's fine. Let's do that. I really only think the only guy that would work in that company any longer it would be Johnny Gargano and his wife. Yeah. And the reason for that is is he he checks a lot of their boxes. Um, he's just short and they hate that, but fucking get over it. He's yeah. awesome. It would be a shame for Champa to become a producer because like he's only 36 and it's funny because like 10 years ago when we were younger, we would have been like, ah, shit, that's, he's getting old. But now we're like on the wrong side of 30. We're like, eh, no, he's still young. He's still got a lot left in the tank. He's, he's exactly. <laughs> Cause we know we've been there. We're right there. I should say. Yeah. I mean, his back's probably in a better condition than ours, but still. Hey, but when I shit, if I worked out like him, fuck. But nah, that's okay. Yeah, I like to do what they call the the, the good old twelve ounce curls, as fucking goddamn Van Wagner would say. <laughs> um. All right, let's pick a wrestler of the week. Hit the music. Uh, again, I I say it's wrestler of the week, but I usually base it on promos for some reason. But uh, I'm basing this one on a promo because I was completely sold on on first of all on the promo, second of all on the character, mm-hmm. third of all on the character's potential future. Uh, so I'm giving it to Liv Morgan. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, she 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 really shined on Raw. No, she did. She's like she is. Hitting on all cylinders. That's why I keep saying it's like it's time to pull, pull the, the trigger. trigger. When they, when they are in sixth gear and they're revving at nine thousand, and you know it's time to go, just let them go, baby. Because there's not, there's no slowing that down. And it's the truth. You got, you're attracting younger fans and NXT from the hot ladies. Guess what? Liv is a hot lady. Make it happen. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that. Everybody supports Liv 
Like even even Twitter, who is ridiculously toxic and vile, they're all behind Liv Morgan. Yeah, fuck Twitter. But no, you're yeah. right. I mean, if, if even those fucking toxic butt fucks can you know be down with Liv, shit, everybody should be. Uh, all right then, your week is complete. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us at Max Racing UK on social media. Thank you to everybody on SoundCloud and Spotify. Everybody unwrapped their Spotify today. Ours did good. Um, eight countries apparently for us. What, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Um, hello, hola, bonjour, whatever. Um, and our website, as always, is maxwrestling.net. Again, make sure you go to our YouTube channel because the World Championship match will be uploaded on there. I'm not going to say when. I'm not going to make any promises because I think you guys can see a lot of work's gone into it. So uh, it'll be up when it's up. Yeah. Um, follow us on social media at the Captain 512 and at smrpodnet. So all you pencil neck geeks better listen up because this is what Moses Marquez has in store for you this week. So here's the deal, and this is we're gonna do slower down, get a little real for a minute, skis. Um, it's the fucking holidays are coming up. Yep. Works crazy. Things are crazy. Everybody knows December gets crazy for a lot of people. Um, so with that being said, for the time being, and I, this is not permanent in any way. I am working on a re-release in January, but for the time being. Retro is on hold again. It's it's the worst news I can bring to anybody, but it's something I need to do for my own mental state. Uh, Bolt Rant is a very demanding show, as you will find out, because I have literally like a magnitude of episodes coming out. And the reason why I have a magnitude of episodes is I had an epiphany, and I said, you know, for a guy that calls this show Bolt Rant, I don't do a lot of ranting. So <laughs> I've gone back to just full-blown ranting about hot topics. So Bolt Rant's going to be a little different going over the weekends, but we're still going to do pre- uh, previews and recaps. Just the recaps are going to be a little more rant variant. So, but there's that. So Retro as a regular schedule, again, is on hiatus, but... That doesn't mean that I'm not taking requests. If you would like for me to review something that's not a Raw or Nitro from, you know, mid-96, where I'm currently at, if you want me to do a pay-per-view, shoot me a message, let me know. I've had a couple of people hit me up in the past. We've done great shows like um, ECW's, what was it, Heat Wave from 1998. We've done another one that was fan requested was the uh, Battle Royal at Royal Albert Hall from 1988. Crazy old times, Gorilla Monsoon on commentary is not something I'm I'm used to. Kind of not even a big fan of it, but I'm already pissing off some historians with that <laughs> one. So, again, Retro will come back. Fan requests are open, but for the time being, expect a lot of bolt rant and a lot of whatever I can bring to Max. So, And that includes the stuff going on, like the best of the Super Juniors that's going to kick up, the G1, I mean, not the G1, but uh, Wrestle Kingdom that happens next month. Yeah. All that stuff. Expect a lot of coverage on this show for that. Yeah, we, we always try to cover uh, uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, yeah. Trust me, we're gonna we'll, we'll dive a little bit into it. Which, by the way, two more things to add with that. Since I know I, again, I'm talking about taking a break, but for those who are watching New Japan, if you 
have listened to past uh year, if you've listened for the last few years or if you've overheard or gone down to spotify i for the most part every other year for the last three years come out with a beginner's guide to wrestle kingdom if that's something you want let us know and i can start doing that and then the other lovely gimmick was i love y'all that's it go love each other go have some fucking go have a fucking great day it's fucking thursday it's one more day towards the weekend let's go have a blessed day yeah and then, what i'm saying and then come back for next more fucking week for uh well we'll see if wwe pulled the trigger on live and, and of course, it's the last they, stop before winter is coming for AEW. They motherfucking better pull the goddamn trigger. Yeah, I bet Becky don't lose nothing if she loses the title. It's fine. Right. But, uh, so go watch, right. go watch some wrestling, then come back and listen to us talk about it. Goodbye. And good night. Bye. Goddamn, Chad, I swear to God, I'm going to get a real lawyer to get your ass. <laughs>